This is Joshy P from Moonrunners Music Festival in Chicago. Just wanted to let you guys know that we will be doing another online music festival February 12th through 14th at the Moonrunners Music Festival YouTube channel. We got a great lineup over three days, including Mikey Classic and Jake Orvis of the Goddamn Gallows. We got Jesse Wagner, lead singer of the Eggerlites, doing a set. We got Warm, Warm Foot, which features Uriah from the Goddamn Gallows. And we got Fish Cuts and the Sneaking Orchestra. We got Run Rabbit Run, Johnny Terror. We got a whole bunch of bands. Last False Hope, local news legend. The list goes on and on. So come join us February 12th to 14th at the YouTube channel for Moon Runners Music Festival. See you guys there. Out in the middle of nowhere If there ain't much around I wanna go there Oh, for so long How I pine For just a little a long time Me and my baby Out in the middle of nowhere New York City looks so pretty From my review mirror Nashville town has a sound That ain't music to my ears Every time that I leave Denver, I feel oh so right It's nothing quite as pretty as a Woodson starry night Oh, I wish I was out in the middle of nowhere If there ain't much around, I wanna go there Oh, for so long how I pine for just a little a long time Me and my baby out in the middle of nowhere Sirens, I would gladly trade for hooting owls, coyotes, howls, and then I'd have it made. Watching old time westerns from a city motel room, the middle of nowhere's calling, and I'll be returning soon. Oh, I wish I was out in the middle of nowhere. If there ain't much around, I wanna go there. So long how I find for just a little a long time Me and my baby out in the middle of no, 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 yeah Out in the middle of nowhere If there ain't much around I wanna go there Oh, for so long How I pine For just a little a long time Me and my baby Out in the middle of nowhere Me and my baby Alrighty, folks, with me on the Zoom here, I got Mr. Jared McGovern back to do another interview. Um, how's it going, buddy? It's going good. I was trying to think earlier, when was the last time we did this? Was it during coronavirus or pre-coronavirus? I think it was probably about a year ago, so it was like a little bit pre, I think. Yeah, like I, I think like shit was popping off. Though. I feel like we were talking about some social things that were going on i don't remember exactly what but i remember like things were crazy back then we talked i was just talking about how like we're gonna talk we talked talked a lot about your i know that you just got done with going through the trial and shit so we talked a lot about that and then we talked a lot about kind of hating trump i think (laughs) yeah yeah like I, i i'm pretty sure we were talking about hating trump and i thought that like there was like some crazy shit going on or something 
And uh, when I was thinking about it today, I was like, shit, man, I'm going to talk to Dog Bite again. And shit's still crazy. We ain't fixed the crazy. It's even crazier now. Yeah, it's fucking crazy as shit. At least we got that guy out of office, but who knows if it'll get any better. It's such a mess, you know? It is a mess, man. It's it's so frustrating to, I don't know. It, it it's I, I I think everybody just wants to. Whenever this coronavirus thing started popping off, it started going off and like shutting everything down. Everybody was just talking about what can we do to get back to, you know, back to normal and back to the way it was before. And it's like the more and more this goes on, it's it's like it's never gonna go back. Like we can't go back. And why? Sh- I mean, it might it might be best that it doesn't you know totally in a lot totally. of ways i mean i want to feel a little bit normal i'd love to walk out the door without a mask on my face you know yeah. i'd like to be able to sit down with my friends at like a table and have some meals and shit you know but and i'd love to go back to shows but other than that like i mean it should change how we think about things a little bit you know yeah and in a way i think it's done some good i think i think I think at the end of the day, when this is all over, everybody will be a little better for it. Um, I think people will get back to like more going off of like face to face encounters, you know, and like starving people from people kind of in a way has actually made them miss it in a sense. So people might put their fucking phones down and actually enjoy socializing the old fashioned way, which is probably the best way. That's how you get things done. Not fighting on Facebook, you know? I agree. I agree. I think uh, it's exposed a lot of things that do need changing and a lot of things that we say we couldn't do that before. And we can do that. We've shown that we could do that. So that's good. It's exposed that. But I also agree. I think, uh, I hope that um, it's going to make people, Uh, appreciate things more like I know I'm guilty of it like a show might be coming up or something like that and I just got off tour and I was like man I don't want to do nothing today Uh and I think whenever something is going on whenever we're able to do stuff again I think people are going to do it I I really hope for like a roaring 20s type thing you know like I, I hope there's like this bounce back whenever we can go out and do stuff I hope people are like yeah let's do stuff you know yeah instead of you know passing it on YouTube yeah yeah i uh i agree completely i hope i hope so and i i can i mean i think if that's i think it'll happen yeah i I think it will i I think we're gonna uh i think things are still gonna we're gonna we're gonna face a lot of turmoil but you gotta go through that turmoil to come out hopefully we'll see it in our lifetimes you know like we'll we'll be able to look back and be like yeah man like we things are a little bit better hopefully yeah that's all we could hope for yeah, 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 I hear you. <clears throat> well, you know what helps me when I get stressed is a little bit of CBD. You want to talk about clear fork cultivator cultivation? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. So that's my whole life right now. Um, I mean, not my whole life. Like, I we also just had a daughter um, about eight months ago. So we yeah, and I just I gotta say too, life. speaking of shittiness on on Facebook, her. Liz's daily post is probably the most positive thing I see on Facebook every day. It's one of the things yeah. I look forward to most to see, uh, see Maybell every day. So that's cool. You guys had a baby. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that was awesome. So like, yeah, we got her and then hemp. Like those are, those are pretty <laughs> much what my life is, uh, is totally dedicated to. It's pretty wild. The hemp thing has been crazy. Um, I think you were talking about just an idea last time we talked, yeah. sorry to cut you off. So, but I just want to say how cool it is, how, it went from just being an idea to you just taking the ball and running with it a hundred percent. And that's, that's really awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, we think the last time we were talking, uh, everything hadn't been shut down yet. I, I think we were still able to play shows and stuff like that, but we were kind of making the transition. We were going to have Maybell, And, uh, so we were already kind of like planning on winding it down a little bit anyway, you know, we're not really going to play that many shows. We we're going to kind of, regroup a little bit on how we we're going to do things to be able to do the hemp and be able to have Maybell and, you know, raise her. and uh-huh. everything. So uh, I, I hate to, you know, make light of a, a terrible thing going on, but we're doing really good. During- <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually doing pretty good too. I like hate to say like I'm essential. So I haven't missed a day of work, you know, like I feel like I'm winning for once, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, we got started. Um, we got our license as soon as we, as soon as we could, as soon as Texas opened the gates, it was in March. 
is when they started accepting licenses and we started right away and uh we thought the first outdoor run went to shit immediately <laughs> yeah it's a lot of learning you know like I, I i i don't i've never claimed to have a green thumb i've never really grown much of anything but i was like i i like cannabis so like i i can i'll put in the time to learn and you know invest into it and it's been going really good uh, the first first round we bought some genetics that weren't the best so they kind of went crazy when we put them outside texas uh is hot in the summer in august and july it's hot as shit and those plants are they were cultivated in like oregon and colorado ah. and so when we went outside and hit that texas sun they were just like fried <laughs> But um, we started figuring it out. We started picking phenotypes, like the best, the best of the best plants that we had out there, and then we cloned those. So now we almost kind of have our own little cycle of the same genetics, so that next year, whenever we go outside, uh, hopefully we'll have a lot better luck. So we, and we've done uh, three indoor runs, three indoor cycles now, and uh, that's actually what we're starting to sell now on our website, clearforkcultivation.com. Get to feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that, that's so that's what we're selling on there right now. We have some mountain mangoes CBD, and then we have some uh, oil that is a uh, we call it the Urban Pioneers blend because it's it's not your everyday uh, CBD oil that you would get from if you went to the the gas station where they're selling CBD oils. Like <laughs> this we uh, we we it's made from the hemp that we harvested, some uh, mountain mango and some transparency CBG hemp. And then we added some turmeric to it for uh, some uh, anti-inflammation yep, characteristics. Yeah, I Yeah, I, and I've got a lot of friends that have gout and they choke down turmeric. They're like, I hate it. And I'm like, put some weed with it, man, mm -hmm. you know? So uh, we got that going and that's been doing really good. And uh, we just started selling the mountain mango flower on our website and that has also been doing really good. So we're rolling right along, you know? Right on, man. That's that's cool yep. to see. I should actually, we've been talking about hitting hitting you up. Um, me and the lady are gonna start making soaps, I think. So we're thinking about getting some oils for me to put into our soaps. <clears throat> yes, awesome. Definitely yeah. do that. Yeah, that's gonna be our venture this year. So that's what we were talking about is picking up some oils for me to do some soaps. Yeah, I'm I'm jealous of y'all's laws because <laughs> I'm not technically able to do that. It drives me crazy. Like uh I, I would have to, to be able to make something like that, to make a product, I would have to have a license. Well, I mean, if I made it for myself, I can make it for myself out of my, yeah. my but to make a product that I could sell, I would have to have a, like a specific consumable hemp license and stuff. The, the Texas hemp licensing, they, they don't want to legalize cannabis like easily. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like, like y'all got it where damn near everything's legal there now, right? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a gray area. It's funny people think that, but like they just decriminalize things, you know? So all the fucking good old boys here and the fucking, you know, people are losing their shit about it. Um, but really it just meant like you don't get like a a felony anymore for having like a gram of meth or something, you know? Uh, yeah. And which is good because, you know, just kind of keep, keep sending these people up for failure if you keep fucking popping them. But however, if you're moving large quantities and they think you're selling it, they'll throw the fucking book at you, though, you know? That's good. Yeah, that's so, good. That, that, I like that. Yeah, so, uh, and then, uh, you know, mushrooms and shit, every, they legalize that and everybody's freaking out about that. But it's only legal if you do it the right way through, like, uh, um you gotta like do it shaman. through a doctor yeah some special shit shaman doctor something like that and it's got to be like microdosed and measured out the right way you can't just be walking around frying on mushrooms all the time i mean they're a lot easier on you now though you can you can you can kind of but like you know it's not legal in the sense people think it's think it is you know and they do something to you if you get caught with shit that you're not supposed to have but it's just like it's not like a felony it might be like a small fine or something you know that's excellent. they're not going to ruin somebody's life yeah you know like an 18 year old kid that is just experimenting maybe made some bad decisions you know but yeah. right a shitty a home life you know yeah you know and they're gonna like just institutionalize them right away 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Or just slap him with so many fines, he's going to be heading that way because he can't afford to pay him and he's missing his court yeah. dates, you know. It's like a fucking cycle they love, you know. It is. It I is. think we talked about that on the last show, just that fucking yeah. cycle they get you in because they can't afford lawyers or anything, you know. But, yeah, it's it's all tax paid. You know, it's all paid by taxpayers. We're paying them to arrest us and prosecute <laughs> us. Yeah, pretty what is much. going on? Yeah, but we gonna do. You've been playing music lately? Oh, a little bit. I've been recording some stuff and trying my hand at producing. That kind of sounds like the first, mm. my first try at that. Kind of ended up like your first crop of hemp, though. <laughs> like i was in First the studio, one <laughs> i was in the studio and like we were playing and or i was putting tracks on you know the guy i'm recording i'm recording felix thursday's album and but anyways he came up and recorded and then we added guitar and bass to it and we're listening to the tracks and i'm like oh this sounds great and then we got him back and i'm like what in the fuck was i thinking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i've never uh I've never done that, like just played the producer role, but I've like, yeah. you know, done that role with our stuff, but never like just been the producer. That seems like the most hectic and what a trip of a job to have in a project. You know what I mean? To be the producer. It's like, it's almost like you have to have an ego and the confidence to like make those decisions. But then it's also like, like, I don't know, like I, I would be, I would be second guessing myself all the time. I, I do that all the time in anyway in the studio. They're like, I'm a total nervous wreck in the studio i just get so wound up and it's a mess like i need a producer to there to like slap me around tell me shut yeah. up just thing i was i did all right i mean they didn't come back too bad but then you know i sent them back to everybody that was playing and everybody like bombarded me at once like with their opinions on things i'm like just like calm down like it's gonna be fine like we'll figure it out I, and a lot of it too is like i just had these i had unrealistic and you know expectations of it too like i thought that we would be able to do the album just as a three piece and it just like didn't sound right without some drums and some other stuff you know so we're actually gonna have billy cook come back and play whatever he feels like playing on it <laughs> do magic, Billy. Do magic. yeah 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 just fill it out a little bit so um <clears throat> But yeah, there's a number of things that just like I didn't expect to happen, happen, you know, but, but yeah, man, it's been great. It's cool. Um, We've been doing a little bit of recording stuff here, uh, which is nice. Uh, I mean, we don't have like a professional studio by any means. Like we don't have like a super soundproof room or anything, but uh, Liz will get some, well, I mean, I've actually been getting some too, some, uh, some bass work and Liz will get some fiddle work. So uh, we've just been kind of recording at home. And that's, I, I, I've really enjoyed doing that. Just Sorry, my dogs are going crazy. Hey! I, I can just focus on one song and like what I need to do on just that one song. And I don't necessarily have to think about a whole album and I'm not so invested that it's mine. So it, it's kind of really actually made me enjoy the studio process again. I'd, I'd like to maybe record like like track an urban pioneers album at at, here at home and then send it off to somebody else to mix it and or maybe like run it by some other ears or whatever like a producer Uh to kind of get their views on it or whatever but i i've enjoyed being able to do the tracking at home because it's not like every minute is money you know like every second that we're wasting we're relaxed yeah, it's a lot more relaxed to be in the living room. I can go to the fridge or, you know, I could use my bathroom or whatever. And I don't have to be in the studio. Like it's like this cold, sterile thing in the studio, you know? So I, I'm thinking about maybe doing that and that down the road. I don't know like what we're going to record or I've got a, I've probably got enough material to put an album together. I just, I feel weird about recording and releasing an album during this and not being able to tour and promote it. Yeah. You know? That's a lot of people. You know, Bob had a lot one. of people are doing it. Yeah, like people are doing it. People are recording and releasing stuff, and I commend the shit out of them. Like I even tell a lot of people I know that are releasing stuff right now, like, that's awesome. Please let me know how it goes because I, just from my past experiences, just releasing stuff on the internet out to the abyss of the internet, like it never sticks and lands on anything. Like the only way that we actually sell albums is 
at shows, you know, like 90% of our album sales are at shows at live shows, you know? So I don't know. It's a lot of money to invest and a lot of heartache and a lot of everything to put out. And I, I would hate to not put my best foot forward out the gate. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to release an album just for the sake of having an album out there. It's, it's income too. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. You definitely, at least at the very least, you want to make your money back on it, you know? And the chances of that happening definitely, you know, start to disintegrate as you can't tour, you know. Yeah, big time. And like, I mean, and the album helps promote the tour. It's like, I feel like it's a full package. And if you're trying to just not trying to discourage anybody else, like if, if anybody else out there is in the middle of a project, fucking do, do you do it awesome. It's just, I'm, I've been trying to justify doing it. And I, when I look at the whole picture of everything, like when we release a new album, that's like new artwork for a tour poster and that people like it helps get the buzz out, like the promotion for the tour and the album. It all, it's all this one big package thing that we're trying to push. Uh-huh. And now like one piece of the puzzle it's it just it doesn't seem like it's gonna like it like it will work out the way i'd want it to i don't know yeah i don't know it's strange it's it's a it's a tough egg to crack and then as soon as like somebody figures it out that's gonna be over and we're gonna be back to the touring again <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah i mean uh yeah it's like nice it's like nice to have nice to have new music while we're stuck in this but at the same time it's like uh it's just like you said like you throw it on spotify you're making shit on it you know it's just yeah that that's what we would do with it like i we recorded three singles before coronavirus hit i kind of had the idea of recording every song of an album in a different studio to kind of have every one of them have a different feel a little bit that's kind of what i was thinking before coronavirus hit so we had like three songs in the can and uh, I was like, as this has been going on, I was like, I, I want to stay relevant, just try to release some songs. Those songs like have not been listened to <laughs> at all. I, I tried to do a push. I tried to even do the Spotify game of like getting it on playlists and stuff. I tried to do all that. And like, that's, it's not the kind of band we are. We're, we're the kind of band that needs to play live shows. And if people have fun, they'll buy a CD, you know, I just, that's how I feel about us. It's weird. <laughs> yeah it is it's kind of weird and it sucks though too because like it's time to start looking and i came to this realization this year that it's time to start looking into other ventures because people really don't even want cds anymore they just buy them more to support the artist i think people want vinyl or they want it digital yeah. you know and yeah. vinyl's expensive. i'm the same I, i'm totally the same i don't yeah yeah i'm the same too I, I listen to everything on my phone or on the vinyl sometimes i'll throw a cd in my my car you know but that's about it yeah my truck doesn't even have a cd player in it it's all like bluetooth and usb sticks and stuff like that. i've thought about possibly uh just doing like usb sticks with our whole discography on it and sell that for 20 bucks or something like that you know yeah just to- yeah try to try to move something try to move some sort of product before download coronavirus cards. happened everybody said no to the USB sticks. yeah download cards are cheesy though like i i hate i if somebody handed me a download card i'm gonna lose that thing <laughs> or i'm gonna roll it up and use it as like a filter <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know that's the, i don't know but a lot of, people have a lot of success with them though so but yeah I'm are they kicking around yeah I've been kind of kicking around, maybe getting a few and seeing how it goes. But, but yeah, the USB thing is kind of cool too. But you know, to be honest with you, USB drives are fucking falling out. You know, there's like they're harder and harder to use or plug into something nowadays. Yeah, yeah, we gotta figure it out. I, I I don't know. Yeah, CDs are burnt. I don't know. It's all streaming now, and there's no way for artists to make money streaming. So we're at this strange impasse as an artist. Like it, it is only a labor of love now. And uh-huh. I, I've worried that that's the way the industry was going to go. Either we're going to have super duper stars that, that we're going to make billions or whatever, but they're not really musicians or even songwriters. They're more just entertainers and famous people that sing these songs, you know, like I don't, I, I don't really consider a lot of them 
not that either is better. I just consider like what I do different to what like a pop star does. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I almost worry that it's the people that are doing the pop star stuff and that are famous and that are rich and that are making all that money. They, the divide is going to get greater and the independent artist is doomed in the near future unless something something gives because nobody's making money on streaming and we can't tour it's like how is an independent artist supposed to get by and survive mm. doesn't make any sense it's yeah. totally a labor of love. you have to have a job and do it on the weekend mm-hmm. yeah the one thing i kind of always kind of thought is the music is kind of just a way to sell t-shirts <laughs> you yeah. know yeah because uh, my t-shirts is. make me more money than my cds do you know yeah yeah i i, it, I don't understand it yeah, I need to figure out figure out the the game. Some <laughs> people have figured it out, and I have no idea what it is. I, I think you have to have money to make money. I've heard That's that. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly it, man. We're screwed, dude. <laughs> I always said if I had like ten thousand dollars, fucking, I would be turned it into twenty. But <laughs> you can't turn nothing into nothing into money, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Are you guys still trapping hogs? Sorry to go in left field. I just thought about that. We, uh, we, it's funny you should ask because today we are actually going to start trapping hogs again. Um, we, we had quit. We haven't trapped hogs in about a year, truly. Um, the, when the coronavirus hit, all the packing plants and all the butchering facilities and stuff, everybody started getting coronavirus there and there was a bunch of outbreaks and stuff. So a bunch of them shut down and there was a, there was a new one that had just changed owners and they had just bought it right before coronavirus. It's like the big butchering facility in Fort Worth and they shut down. So there's no buyers for the, for the hogs right now. The the prices are the lowest they've ever been. The trade war with China also hurt it. So everything, it, it was really weird to see like, uh, real world events have real impacts on my hog trapping of all things right like i i don't i don't have many conventional jobs or anything like the coronavirus like the world events haven't really affected my hemp so much they've affected the music a little bit but the thing they have really affected has been my hog trapping because with no demand and no and oversupply there's no money to make and now is the time that we should be trapping them because in the winter time they're just that's when they go crazy and they really destroy a lot of stuff because their, their food source is, is lesser than what it is in the summertime. Yeah. So they're in our backyard. I've been seeing them in the backyard. So I, I hit up the, the guy that buys them and I asked him what the prices were the other day because simply because I don't want to shoot the pigs in my backyard and have to drag them off. I would rather trap them and try to make a couple bucks off of them oh, yeah. instead of mow all these pigs down in the backyard. Gotcha. Yeah, we're going to be trapping hogs again today, but the prices are terrible. It's like, it's like 10 cents a pound or something like that. Oh, wow. What is, what's the normal poundage? We we used to be up to like 35 cents a pound. Huh. I mean, you could, you could easily get 50 bucks a pig, you know, And, and normally we wouldn't deliver, we would hold them in, in our, in our pens overnight. If we had, uh, less than what we thought was a hundred bucks worth, like that was like the, if I could look at the pigs and think we'd get a hundred bucks, we would deliver. If not, we would keep them an extra day and try to trap more for the next day. Now it would probably take two or three days for me to make a hundred bucks. Huh. It's really just housekeeping for me now. I'm just trying to get rid of these damn pigs. out of my Well, house. yeah. Yeah. And if you, they're going to get into your fucking hemp too, when that time comes, yeah. if you don't nip it in the bud now. Yeah. Cause yeah, they'll fucking totally. eat anything. They will eat anything. I, I I didn't. We didn't have any issues with them uh, eating any outdoor hemp last year, or the the deer didn't really mess with it. Uh, I don't want to give them a chance to, but yeah. luckily we didn't. We didn't have too much. Hey, look, it's Miss Maybell. Ms. Hey Liz. guys. Hi. Do you just want to say hi? Say hi, hey. Maybell. She just woke up. Oh. <laughs> right on. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to it. <laughs> But yeah, the, the everybody's got problems with the deer eating their weed around here. Oh, really? Oh yeah, they love it. They'll eat That's the crazy. weed. So yeah, I don't I, know. How, I've heard people say they won't eat it because they don't like the way it tastes, but I don't trust it at all. Like I, I would. We've got it up here. Yeah, y'all got they, it. Got it. They eat it bad up there, huh? They love it up here. So yeah, I wouldn't trust anybody who says that down there because 
I mean, I don't know, maybe hemp tastes a little different than regular weed. I know it doesn't smell any different because they've got hemp farms all around here and it smells exactly like weed to me. So, yeah. yep, it, it, it does. It's, it's, it might as well be the same thing. Well, I was going to say, same yeah, religion. I thought that they, I thought it didn't bud and that was the big difference until you showed pictures of it online. Yeah. They, they, and so it, it's funny because a lot of hemp farmers like to say that things are non-GMO, right? Non-genetically modified, right? Uh-huh. All cannabis is genetically modified. That's the whole oh, yeah. point of growing it. Like that's the whole point in breeding and like uh-huh. you're being selective on like, so you're modifying stuff. Like maybe it's not to the extent of like what Monsanto's doing or anything like that, but we're totally modifying the genetics. I wish oh, I could yeah. modify the genetics. To, you know to for strains that like you know the heat the extreme heat and the dry you know the dry climate that we have so yeah it's but yeah it's the same and that's the hemp came from or the cbd industry now came from the thc industry there was just somebody that found oh shit we have this one plant that is only putting out cbd and they cloned the hell out of that and they bred it and they crossbred it and they just came up with their own genetics that have mm-hmm. low thc and high cbd level which is awesome I, I i really want to get into that i i that's what i'm really really interested in the, the different different breeding techniques and stuff like that growing has been a lot of fun um cultivating and propagation and stuff is a lot of fun and I, now i really want to get into actually breeding and uh trying to pick out different you know different things that i like about different plants and then and growing them on a, on a bigger scale i'm really excited about that yeah man it sounds like it sounds like you're doing good with it, man. They look good, you know. So, yeah, uh, they're they're coming along. I like it. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks like good weed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, it tastes good. It tastes good. It smokes good. I smoke it all day. It's, I mean, it's like I've really cut back on smoking cigarettes. Cut way back on drinking. Um, I try. Does it to taste do, like weed? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yep. it tastes good. It smells like weed. Tastes like weed. It's just it doesn't have THC. It's got high CBD. It's got as much CBD in it as most most weed has THC in it. Cool, man. Yeah, they uh they sell that shit in dispensaries around here and sell it for more money. Actually, yeah. Yeah. I think that I was looking at your uh, your ratios earlier while we were interviewing. One of your posts popped up from earlier today, and I think the THC is probably like a percent higher in some of the shit they sell here for a lot of money and dispensaries and just call it weed, you know? Yeah. Wow. Like my, my THC is higher. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you get like THC that's got like, I mean, we, this guy, like 2% THC and then like 40 CBD or something like that. Or I don't right. know. 40. That, that is what we're hoping for uh, in Texas. And I think all hemp farmers around the country are hoping for that because the issue is that so this uh, this crop that I just harvested right now it was fifteen percent total cannabinoids. Uh, I think it was like 0.1 percent THC and like twelve or thirteen percent CBD. Right. Well, if I I have to harvest those kind of early to make sure I'm below that THC level. Gotcha. So if they let me go like another three weeks, and I could just let the plant do what it does i could have way higher uh cbd levels with still like relatively low i mean one two percent thc that's that's hardly anything still you know what i mean like that i I don't understand where they're they're grasping these it's got to be 0.3 percent thc just at some point we just have to get over this fear of thc and then we can actually have good products you know they're they're ruining the products they say cbd reacts better when it's got a little thc in it so they that's and i i mean i've used a lot of cbd and i think that's that's right you know because i like thc too but i'm not big on it you know i like cbd a little more so like um mm-hmm. so i kind of aim for the lower end of thc with the higher cbd so yeah a lot of, like the edibles i get have like like two grams of or i don't know it's like a two to two grams of thc to like 10 cbd something like that i don't know i can't i can't remember how yeah, two, two to ten milligrams that's that that's good i like the cbd too like even with the thc cannabis that i have like i mix them both together just i like the i like the blend you know like i, I like what it does to me yeah have you heard of uh, delta eight 
have, uh, you, have you heard anything? Y'all probably don't have any in Oregon. There's no reason for it. But in the states that don't have or, or where THC is illegal, Delta 9 THC is illegal, the, they've come up with a new cannabinoid, not come up with a cannabinoid, but they're exploiting a new cannabinoid now called Delta 8, uh, it, which is supposed to affect you very similar to what Delta 9 does, but it's technically legal because in the farm bill, they only outlawed Delta 9, right? So THC Delta 9. So uh, Delta 8 is found on like a micro level in most cannabis. So whenever you extract and isolate the CBD from the THC and stuff like that, you have a byproduct left over. So that that's what the Delta 8 is. And they're, they're cartridging that up and they're selling that in like for vape pens and stuff like that down here, like in Texas and, you know, Kentucky and Tennessee and stuff like that, where weeds, where weeds illegal. That's like the new thing now. So <laughs> what the market has done, and, and they've also found a way to take bud, like CBD and CBG bud, and put it in this acid, like soak it in this acid, and that'll turn it to this Delta 8, this THC Delta 8. Huh. So the regulations and the laws that they're putting on, you know, th that they've created are actually creating another industry of this synthetic thing that people are almost like creating, like man-made, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're forcing out the natural thing so that this man-made unnatural synth synthetic thing can come through. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's a dangerous thing. Cause up here we had, um, God, there's people smoking this shit called spice, which yeah. was bath, basically bathtub fucking drugs uh, yeah. that look, they'd put it on a plant or something and then fucking smoke it off that and sell it in gas stations and shit. It was making all the kids go fucking crazy up here. It's like bath salts kind of. Yeah, it'll, it'll make you sick. I, I remember when that, I think they ended up like outlawing it somehow, but it took them a little while to do because they, they were ahead of the game and they were changing the name of it and mm -hmm. stuff. I well, remember when it was popular. Yeah, they would just change the chemical makeup of it just enough to make it legal is what was going on up here. So yeah, they were, like you said, they were ahead of the game. They just knew it was coming, you know? Yeah. They're, they're just, they, they want to regulate it so bad and they want to have this puritanical thing so bad that they're creating other bad stuff, you know, like it's, it's like, you can't have, it's kind of like, I guess like where like crack came from, you know, yep. it's like trying to stretch things and, and find a way to cut corners and make money. I don't know. It, it's just, I, they're doing more. Harm the worst. Than good. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where, where it comes down to. And, and I was watching a whole documentary on this like fucking six, seven years ago before yeah. weed was illegal up here. And it was talking about how essentially like they, uh, a lot of these laws just make the drug industry even worse because like you said, they just keep finding new drugs to chemically make, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it's kind of like that same thing goes into the hemp industry too. Like, so most people are trying to grow organic hemp, right? Like that's that's the goal for a lot of people. They want to grow organically, pesticide-free, you know, good quality cannabis, right? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, in Texas right now, the the mold and yeast uh, allowable limit is so low that it it would be I, I I'm almost positive it would be physically impossible to grow cannabis with that like to just take it from the plant test it and it, it's going to have it's going to have some sort of microbials in there like there's beneficial microbials there's good yeast and mold there's bad you know there's all sorts of good uh -huh. and bad things that are going on in there and uh you need to have some in there you know and texas is uh their regulations are so low right now that it almost forces people to use like a pesticide or an antifungal thing and like clean it off or remediate it somehow so them trying to be safe or actually is actually creating an unsafe environment in, in my opinion i feel like that's what a lot of regulations end up doing you know yeah well a lot of the times it's just like anytime a state or federal government gets involved in anything it's a bunch of fucking morons who are making rules for things they have no idea about you know like they don't i mean it's the same shit in mental health that's where i work when i'm not doing this kind of shit you know is it's always like somebody that's telling me how to do my job that doesn't know how to fucking do my job. You know, they don't, yeah. they're not there. They're not in it, you know? So 
uh, that's the part of the problem is they don't hire people that know what the fuck they're doing to make these rules and to try to make things better. They hire their nephews, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The cronies and shit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that is very apparent with the hemp situation in Texas. They had, whenever they made the laws, they had no idea what the hell they were doing. Uh, luckily, though, I will say that our agriculture, agriculture commissioner, he actually grew uh, some hemp this year. So he like learned what it's like to be a farmer, which I, I don't, I wasn't expecting him to do that. And I wouldn't expect a lot of politicians to do that, but I do appreciate that he did try it and he understands our pain. You know what I mean? So like, at least there's somebody that has actually tried to do it and tried to do it by the rules and they understand how the rules are bullshit and they need to be ch changed and fixed. You know, I, I wish more people that made laws that really affected other people's lives looked into it more and had an idea on what, you know, what that actually meant whenever they signed their name on the bottom of that or where they voted for it or something like that. I wish they actually understood how that's going to affect people's lives. Yeah. 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 Um, that's for sure, man. Um, I was going to say something, but oh, so, but weed is legal federally now, so that's right, or am I wrong? No, hemp is legal federally. It's not, it's it's, I thought they realized, huh? Did something happen today? No, but I thought something happened over the last few months where weed became legal federally. They uh, the house voted on the Moore Act which is the decriminalization act. Like they're going to oh. decriminalize. Federally. Oh, okay. So it's just decriminalized then. Well, the, the house passed it, but they sent it to the Senate and the Senate hasn't Mitch McConnell hasn't allowed a vote on cannabis since he's been there. Uh, so, yeah. So without them, they have to vote on it and the president's got to approve it. But whenever the Democrats get control of everything, that's a lot of people are hopeful. I'm hopeful that uh they're gonna pass that and then there's no reason why uh, other states would outlaw it you know well if they look at the success rate the other states that have legalized have had it i don't know why the fuck they would you know there's nothing that's bad that's happened uh the taxes that the state's getting from the industry is insane so yeah. there's nothing but good that has came from legalizing pot you know so yeah I think once these politicians really pay attention, like soon they're going to need to find money. Like that, that is definitely apparent in Texas. They know that they don't have the money to pass to, to, for their budget right now. They, they have to do a huge cuts in their budget right now because they don't have the funding for it. So they're, they're looking for places to find money and that's where they're going to find it. I mean, it's, it's staring them right in the face. So I, I'm hopeful that, and I don't know. They, they like to ride on their moral high horse. That's why they want it illegal because they're Puritans. And <laughs> they, you know, they, and the only thing that can change that, I think, is money. You know what I mean? Like for, like, for them to go against their morals is money. And yeah. I'm okay with exploiting that. that that's fine with me. Well, a lot of these fuckers don't have any morals. They're all cheating on their wives and getting drunk on whiskey, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But no weed, man. No way, man. I'll turn you on to a bunch of hippies and shit. Y'all be hugging each other down in Texas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it was it was a hard sell here. I mean, a lot of people think Oregon's all hippie. Well, you split Oregon. I mean, really, just from I-5 over to the coast is all where the liberals are yeah. at. Everything else, that but that's where the majority of the population is. So they win the vote. But everywhere else, the, like 95% of the mass of the state, they are red, man. It's red here, yeah. you've been Yeah. Red is shit here. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's it was a hard sell here, too. And then uh, I was actually kind of surprised Colorado was the first one to bust through with it because I didn't even know they were all that interested in it. Yeah. And then it was just Oregon was the first one going for well, it. I thought that either, I thought I kind of thought California would be to be honest. Yeah, I, I did too. Yeah, I really thought California would go and then Oregon, then Washington. And Oregon was actually third. Washington went before Oregon because we were driving to Washington to get free wheat. Or not free wheat. Because <laughs> we're like, we got to see how this shit works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I'm hopeful Texas will do it. I, there's definitely talk about them expanding the medical program. So uh, yeah. if, if they do that, I'm, I'll be in good shape. You know, I, our hemp will be switched over immediately, you know, and I think the, the rules will change too, because mm -hmm. just the, the way, I don't know, the, the regulations on the hemp right now are just really, they're silly. And I think once, I, and I think they're so silly because they're worried about the THC limit. And once the THC limit is gone, then they'll be like, oh, okay. Like they can like loosen their belt a little bit because they don't have to worry about this, this thing that they have to worry about, you know? So, yeah. I'm well, you know, to be honest too, a lot of the farmers up here, they like doing hemp because the regulations aren't as like strict as pot. So like you can get more of it and you don't have to worry about it as much, you know, right. like there's a lot of, a lot of care that goes into doing weed, on this level so like a lot of the people they, and there's good money to be made in it with the oils being as popular as they are you know so yeah yeah, yeah. it makes a lot of sense for a farmer with a lot of land to just plant a shitload of outdoor and extract the shit out of it and just make oil out of it like the hemp flower isn't I don't know, like it's it's shown to be popular for us, but I don't think in general across the market, I don't think the hemp flower is, is as popular as like the oils and the tinctures and the gels and things like that. So, and that's, you can extract that, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to have like manicured buds for that. So it makes a lot more sense. Like I, I want to do that pretty soon. I'm going to do at least one acre this year. I'd like to do two or three acres and just do that like whenever they're done i'm not going to trim them i'm not going to i'm just going to extract them you know just knock them out that way yeah that's the plan i think so do you use like just do you use farm equipment or are you just like pioneering this <laughs> i'm i'm pretty much pioneering it like we were out there last year uh our outdoor crop we were out there with shovels uh, we had a skid steer, you know, with a little bucket on it to move some dirt around, but it wasn't doing the digging for us. We we did all the digging. This year, I think we're going to uh, use a front end, or not a front end, we're going to use an ex excavator, and we're going to dig our holes with the excavator. There's a lot of different ways to do it. I'm sure there's other farmers that just heard me say that, and they were like, holy shit, you're going to do what? Because, the, like, different soil this soil isn't very great like our, our soil that i'm growing on right now uh -huh. so essentially i'm using the ground as a pot you know what i mean so i'm gonna go dig out big holes and fill it with potting soil because it's hard so the roots aren't going to really be able to get through it so i'm going to use the soil or the, the the native dirt more like a pot so we're going to go dig out holes there, there are people that just like plant you know they, they have machines that, that ride behind the tractor and you just you drop the plug in the machine or whatever, and it just plugs it in the ground as, as you're going down the, down the <laughs> road. But I, I can't do that. Our, our soil isn't good enough to do that yet. So I, I, I'm going to have to do it a little bit differently, but I'd like to get to that point. That would be awesome. I got, I got a lot of work to do on, on working this soil, but that'd be great to just have it putting the little plugs in the ground. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Texas soil is hard. Everybody knows that. And ain't no secret really, you know, right hard and dry yeah sure. well well is there anything else you want to add before we get off here i've had a hell of a time talking with you man as always yeah it's always great talking to you um i don't really think i have anything to add the main thing i want to talk about was uh the hemp thing really because that's our main business um urbanpioneersmusic.com is our uh band website uh there's Whenever you buy our oil, you get three new Urban Pioneers songs. That, that's, <laughs> <laughs> trying to combine them, diversify, but yet combine them. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Right yeah, on. I think that's all I got, man. All right, man. Well, I'll let you get back with your day. Thanks for taking a minute to talk with me. Hell yeah. Thank you, dude. Hope y'all are doing good. Take care. And I uh, hope we get to get out there and see you soon, man. Yeah, man. I'll see you later, Jared. All right. Bye, dude. Bye, bye.
vultures and the vipers, the scorpions and spiders. Broken heart is deadliest of all. So if today's the day that I get bit by rattlesnake, if today's the day that I get thrown from a horse, yeah, if that's how it goes, it'll be okay. Cause my baby doesn't love me anymore. Since my darling parted, I've been so broken hearted, almost enough to make a grown man cry. Oh, it takes a lot of practice, avoiding all this cactus, and I keep on getting dust in my eye. So if today's the day that I get bit by rattlesnake, if today's the day that I get thrown from a how it goes, it'll be okay, cause my baby doesn't love me anymore, Today's the day that the winner is the board Yeah, if that's how it goes, it'll be okay Cause my baby doesn't love me anymore My baby doesn't love me anymore This is Joshy P from Moonrunners Music Festival in Chicago. Just wanted to let you guys know that we will be doing another online music festival February 12th through 14th at the Moonrunners Music Festival YouTube channel. We got a great lineup over three days, including Mikey Classic and Jake Orvis of the Goddamn Gallows. We got Jesse Wagner, lead singer of the Agrilites, doing a set. We got Warm, Warm Foot, which features Uriah from the Goddamn Gallows. And we got Fish Cuts and the Sneaking Orchestra. We got Run Rabbit Run, Johnny Terror. We got a whole bunch of bands. Last False Hope, local news legend. The list goes on and on. So come join us February 12th through 14th at the YouTube channel for Moon Runners Music Festival. See you guys there.